Welcome to the world of Krypton, where all your Superman fan fiction and science fiction dreams come true. Today's episode, we're going to be covering the world of Krypton, the main cast that was introducing the characters, and how Adam Strange has what he has to do with making Superman become the Superman that we know and love. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz. I made up a, a dance move for this. I call it the Superman. The Superman. <laughs> What's up, everyone? We are here to talk about episode one of Sci-Fi's new sh- series called Krypton. Today we'll be breaking down the show setting, aka Krypton and the city of Kandor, the main characters that have already been introduced, and the main events that are happening in this episode, which is a lot. And ending, we'll be ending with some special character corner segments and a little bit of news and gossip from Cameron Cuff himself. So let's start off. I'm Steph Sabra. I do you want to introduce yourself? Of course, yeah. Hello, everybody. My name is Anthony Becerra, and if if, if you guys have uh, longtime listeners to After Buzz TV and also Popcorn Talk Network, you might have heard me on Marvel's TV News as Ant Anthony and on on DC Movie News at. Batman. <laughs> so yeah, hello, hello everybody. So let's start. Let's just get into it. Yeah, what yeah, what yeah, are your overall thoughts about this episode? Whew, I gotta say it was good. I liked it. I liked I liked the content that Sci-Fi has been putting out. Um, I haven't been able to see any of the newer stuff, such as like um, like uh, I believe I can't really remember off the top of my head. But like I know they've stepped up their game, so I was like pretty excited once I saw this. I was like, oh cool, I'm gonna jump on this like newly established like world that's kind of like in its own vacuum. So uh, I was very excited to start on it. Overall thoughts, uh, they're pretty great. I liked it. Yeah. I liked the episode and I can't wait to uh, jump in. Yeah, I agree. I was really excited. Sci-Fi has been stepping up their game. I feel like their budget is better than a lot of other networks oh, yeah. and I was excited to see I had seen a little of the pre-reviews coming out that this was a show that was going to be really focused on the storytelling and setting of Krypton which I love that character development that we don't oftentimes see as much in um, comic book movie forms and show forms. so I was really excited about that um, I guess we should just get into topic one since we're on the topic of Krypton and introducing the world so right. Basically, the show is set two generations before Superman, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Man of Steel, yep. before his planet was destroyed. And it follows Superman's grandfather, Seg-El. And just a little note that it is based on DC characters, but the show producers have said that it doesn't have any direct... They don't want to have direct ties to anything in particular. But the it's executive produced by David S. Goyer, who also did Man of Steel, Batman mm-hmm. vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and The Dark Knight trilogy so that's really exciting and Cameron Welsh who's Ash vs. Evil Dead will serve as the executive producer and showrunner so that's just a great start to that yeah I didn't know that one (laughs) so um, Krypton is kind of a creepy place right now it's it's set up into they've introduced this power ranking and guilds which we've kind of taught do you want to get into that a little bit um yeah but I, I, I like what you're touching on like the whole like the overall setting of it yeah it is very dark um I, I did uh, write down as a creator uh, Dame, Damien Kindler who he has his name attached to uh, Sleepy Hollow Star Stargate SG1 as well as Atlantis as uh, Stargate Atlantis oh, awesome. so it has like very like uh the 
like the sci-fi esque aspect of it is is so gorgeous. Yeah. On, on like how it looks and everything, and also David Esgore is attached to a film called Dark City, and I saw some of the inspiration as in like how the towers seem. It's straight. It feels like it's straight out of Dark City, which actually got inspiration from uh, Metropolis, like an old old film. But yeah, I'm um, sorry. I get on. Get no, off I on agree a tangent, that it is but. pulling kind of. Um, from the movies that you see the main directors have yeah. produced so I love that and it is in a technologically advanced society yep. so we do see that they do use a lot of advanced technology but they're also with the Rao rulership right now so mm-hmm. there's this aspect of religion that's kind of making it advanced yet very conservative and religious almost. Oh yeah, that's a great point. And uh, yeah, we see that aspect of religion with uh, I believe it's the uh, the cult of uh, Rao, yeah. which is uh, later on uh, we'll talk about it more, but it's uh, the man with the mask with the golden mask and everything. But yeah, just to touch on it, so it takes uh, takes place 200 years uh, before the birth of Kyle Superman, and uh, it is a utopian planet and it orbits uh, it, or- it orbits a uh, red sun and the biggest ca- the biggest uh, city on the Krypton is Kandor, which is where our city takes place it's not i don't think they officially call it the capital but you can take it as yeah it's the main city that i think we'll be seeing um we saw in kind of the wider shots that there are uh, there was one other city i saw but all of them have that kind of the dome structure structure over them so that will be interesting to see what other settings that they'll go into we have a few other settings that we see in this particular episode that we'll Mm -hmm. touch on later but it kind of did give me this um star wars new hope type vibe you know with the whole emperor setup and also uh, sorry but like also real quick uh, like the first scene is straight out of like the first star trek movie oh yes i was just like oh cool i was like i I didn't have a problem like this is a perfect way to like establish what kind of character he is so i'm like all right so let's before we get into what actually happened in this episode let's establish the main characters that were touched anthony give it to us all right so pretty much there's uh four main houses within uh the world of krypton so we have the l's the, the zods the vex and the m Okay, so starting with the House of the Elves, we have Seg L, which is our main hero, who's played by Cameron Cuff. And then we have Val L, which is the grandfather to Seg L, which is the, the man that we see uh, get, like, walks a plank and then just gets, uh, falls down into the chasm. Um, so he's the grandfather that dies. Um, we also have a, a Terra L, which is played by Rupert Graves, and that's the father to Seg L. And we have Charles L, which is uh, played by Paula Malcolmson, who's mother to Seg L. And apart from that, so di- di- what's important for that? Well, this is a distance generational line of uh, Superman. But um, if you guys have seen Man of Steel, uh, Jor L is actually Seg L's uh, son, who's played by Russell Crowe in the Man of Steel. And he just so happens to be Krypton's uh, greatest scientist. Uh, Jor L is Krypton's greatest scientist, so it makes sense when we see Segel get pulled into the guild of science which I thought was really interesting setting, yeah. setting him up for all that um, apart from that we got the Zods played uh, so we have uh, Lyda Zod who's played by Georgina Campbell and she's uh, she's Seg's uh, love interest and I saw some cool like Romeo and Juliet sort of like vibes from it for yeah. like the different houses or like you know true Montagues um, yeah and also yeah there's also like the Barrio and like he's like nothing he's rankless and she's part of the, the Zods and everything and there's also Laura Zod and she's played by Anne Ogbomo and she's a mother of Lyda she's like the super I, I, I don't know she's, she comes off with like a very like general combatant 
mm-hmm. you know? Um, she and this, is ba- yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's pretty cool, I gotta but say. But intense. Very <laughs> you would not want to mess with her. Terrifying, yes. Um, and a descendants from them, we have Drew Zod, also known as General Zod, who's played by Michael Shannon in Man of Steel. So that's like their distant le- lineage, which is funny because like they end up fighting in Man of Steel, but here they're like lovers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. ooh. <laughs> so that's cool. And after that, we have the Vex. And so we have Darren Vex, uh, played by Elliot Cohen. And he's a chief magistrate of Candor, which is he's a man who uh, sentences the grandfather to death. And then we have his daughter, the fifth born daughter of him called Nissa Vex, played by Wallace Day. And she's a junior magistrate. She's the one who gets paired up with Segel in the, in the first episode. And then lastly, we have the M. And there's just one man here. And it's called, his name is Dev M, who's played by Aaron Peer. Pierre, and he's a cadet of the Krypton military and is set to be paired with Lyda Zod. So, and that's pretty much the breakdown of the houses the and also the main character. Yeah. Well, apart from that, we do have Misk characters. We have Kem, played by Rasmus uh, Hardiker, Hardiker uh, who's Seg's, I call him Seg's homie, pretty much. Like, <laughs> his bro, yeah. Yeah, I would be friends with him. Yeah, so that's his name, Kem. And then apart from that, we do have Adam Strange, played by Sean Sippos. And uh, basically, he's like a human from Detroit that travels back in time to help Superman be born. So mm-hmm. that's like kind of his old mission. But I'll touch more on that later. We have a little character corner later coming on. And then we also get touches of a brain, like a little glimpse of Brainiac, who's played by Blake Ritson, who just looks terrifying. And so he's, awesome. Uh, to sum him up in just real quickly, he's an extraterrestrial cyborg or android that shrinks and steals cities. So that's what you saw in those globes. Um, that was an awesome so th- scene. We'll those get are like into. total little cities, and he steals them all across the galaxy. And his soul, he is uh, the soul responsible for uh, destroying Krypton. And last but not least, we have the Cult of Rao representative, which is the guy with the golden mask face. I don't know have too much on him, um, but uh, yeah, we'll break down what we, what we think he's from and everything. Later. Yeah, he definitely is a vital role in this. And before we get into kind of how these characters played into this episode in particular and what we think uh, they'll be in the future, can you tell us about that exciting new podcast? Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, if you, if anybody wants to have some fun and learn and growth in all areas of your life, um, man, for those who do, we have a podcast just for you. So it's Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition, and, and it's hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and... Uh, and drops every Friday on I- iTunes. Um, so Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be a better how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career relationships, finances and more. Let our Maria be the, sorry, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. So just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment and when you do, please let Maria know that it was us who had sent you there. It was a Kryptonians over here. Yes, make sure the Kryptonians get that yeah. little message. <laughs> so yeah, Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition. Check it out, it drops every Friday. I'm really excited about that, you guys. Maria is so awesome. Okay, so let's just get into this intro scene because I was shook in the beginning where so quickly we see the, well, the main kind of person, in the person who connects it all, Val L in the beginning, who just gets sent into the abyss and yeah. dies. Yeah, that was uh, that was a very emotional scene. Yeah, um, especially for uh, for Seg, poor little guy. He definitely had uh, some deep rooted uh, connections with his grandfather. Mm-hmm. I hope to see some. Um, well, I'll probably leave that for predictions later on, actually. Um, but yeah, um, 
I he, love how he yeah. was like, keep believing in a better tomorrow, which is such a Superman slogan, the hero of tomorrow, before he was shipped off. <laughs> oh, nice say. catch. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. I love that. I mean, this episode had so many little Easter eggs mm-hmm. that we'll touch on a little bit of that. There's just a lot to get as into. As best we can. Yeah, as best <laughs> we can. And let us know if there's anything in particular that we didn't hit that you guys would like us to hit. And on that note, if you're on YouTube, make sure that you're liking us, commenting, questions, anything you have. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you rate us five stars and co- leave a comment. And we'll, hopefully we can shout you guys out when when that, when we can. And so after he's shipped off that, then we're sh- um, fast forward 14 years into the future. Right. And we get introduced to Seg-El as an adult, which I just love the character choice, the actor choice for this character. I feel like he really does the character justice. And he gives me this Aladdin street rat vibe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that becomes our hero. Yeah, I told I totally dig him. He's like a classic like superhero. Like well not a superhero, but he's a classic hero mm-hmm. of our story where he's just like kinda like an underdog or he doesn't really care for authority and he's just like, ah, whatever, you can beat me up, I can dance all day. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's such a total badass. I, I, I gotta I can't help but admire him. And I'm glad that he's our hero of the story. Yeah, I agree. He's so great and with him was the introduction of his parents, which we saw in the first scene, um, Tyr L and Charisse L. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the father and mother of Seg. They, um, Tyr Thierry- L ends up becoming a clerk for the Vex clan, which is just so, we'll, we'll hit that later. But um, Charisse actually was a pilot before the Rao movement took over, and now she's kind of not, yeah. So okay. that's why she... We'll see her come and swoop. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight, straight. Yeah, yeah. Saving his, saving her son later on. So, and then in that intro scene of Seg, we see how they have kind of this um, cryptocurrency. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and you see that they are the rankless because mm-hmm. um, his grandfather Val L was denounced basically the Raoist faith and was saying there is something coming there is something in space we are not the only ones and trying to save the civilization which ends up becoming the L's main purpose is for Krypton and being the heroes of Krypton's survival um, trying to help that so um, and then we we get to the scene where his father, Seg's father, forgets his medicine, and that's where things really started turning. Right. So what um, do you think of that? Um, so, yeah, no, it does a great job of, like, getting us to the point where, where we need to be. Um, I I kind of... Um, so we're talking about when he's, like, pretty much he has to go get the medicine and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he forgets the medicine, so he has to go into where all the, the Vex and the 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 main leader is right and yeah yeah and then he, the they, they run into like a little guard and gives them a little like trouble and whatnot yeah um yeah that was cool um so like our main takeaway from that whole scene was like to incite the incident of the uh suicide bomber pretty much mm-hmm. and so and which we loved that scene. yeah I, th- I thought it was really i've never seen like uh it's kind of like body horror it's like a bomb inside of an arm i thought it was like a really cool original idea it's kind of like somewhat predatory where he has like the little gauntlet on him and stuff but like it's like it's like bioorganic bomb yeah it's weird but it i thought it was awesome. cool and i was like oh how do you get rid of a, a, like a bomb that's attached to you? oh you just like cut it off so like <laughs> they shoot the arm off and uh yeah so pretty much because of his uh wittiness of like being able his keen like he's being able to see what he what it was um he uh pretty much the, the cause of the fact that he gets uh 
he gets a like a not adapted. He gets uh, adopted into the house of Ze- uh, Vex. Vex. Yeah, yeah, I thought this scene was so a really big scene to understand Seg a little better because I think Seg didn't. He's not naturally knows like good versus evil, good good versus bad. You know, none of all of his decisions aren't necessarily ethical. I think he's more guided by the people his he loves, which is his parents, his girlfriend at the time, and. Um, I think that's why he was able to make that quick decision to warn everyone that he was going to blow up the place because his father was there. Mm -hmm. But I think it introduced him. I mean, it's what is set the stage for everything else. Like you said, he gets into the Vex clan, which was so crazy because he just daddied him in front of his own daddy. Yeah, I love that that, <laughs> that scene where he's like, uh, like I'm adopting into our into our family. You'll, you'll take up our, a new surname, uh, my name, called the Vex. And when he sees that, you see like uh, you see Seg's eyes and he shifts off to the dad and it cuts to the dad and the dad's eyes shift back to him. Yeah. And I was just like, you hear that, daddy? Yeah, like, and my boy. new Darren Vex is the grandpa killer. He killed Val L. Yeah, exactly. So it's just so the nerve he has. Right? The go- Imagine the first Seg has to endure for that. Yeah, and then it doesn't stop there. Oh yeah, in, he's betrothed back to... in this version in this Krypton. Basically, what's happened is the natural ways of reproduction have stopped, and now it's all basically by science. Um, and but we do see that recreational sex is still a thing there that we'll touch with. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's, that's a good um, point. <laughs> what, he makes it even worse that he just betrothes his daughter N- Nisa Nissa to. Um, to seg so they're gonna end up and then they that takes us to the next scene mm-hmm. with the, more of the introduction of her character so what do you right. think about her because she's giving me cersei lannister vibes. i was about to say here's here's one i think one key thing to take away for what she said at the end is that like you're not the only one uh, no father wasn't the only one who chose you so in a sense it's like she she's not fighting that he's he's the one she's like paired with mm-hmm. so i believe she might have some ulterior motives behind that. definitely yeah. i think she's kind of similar to cersei in the sense that her whole life seems manipulated by her father and mm-hmm. by the family that she represents and now she's getting older and i think that she's going to be a major mover behind the scenes and setting sure. her own agenda yeah. so i really want to know what her plans are because she definitely has something planned. Yeah, she's she's getting her puppets ready. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's getting her puppet show ready and everything. Um, I gotta say, I, it is very interesting to see where she's going. Uh, and I I I don't think her father even knows what she hasn't planned. I don't like we don't know. This is barely like the cracks of like her plan. Yeah, we're, we're barely starting to see like one puzzle. Yeah. Um, that genetic genet genesis chamber. That's what it is. Oh, where you nice. see kind of the genesis um. Chamber the whole how basically you can go there and you can see what your baby will turn out to they make them they put them into a guild they say what kind of job they're going to have what kind of person they're going to be i mean it's really creepy mm-hmm. but it it's a really important scene of kind of world building so that's the scene where i kind of started understanding like how deep this mythology this weird ruling ship has gone and how far they've taken it right in terms of basically like fake babies but real babies <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's like um um what do you call it when you do like the fetus embryo like uh control or oh whatever. um in vitro yeah or but like times, the genetic engineering but like, yeah exactly but like times 100 and it's also <laughs> times 100 and also like for political gain too yeah much. 
I also read uh, just real quick a uh, little fact on Anissa. I believe I read somewhere. I don't know if it's official, but I believe that um, Seg was the first uh, rankless that she's ever met. Oh, yeah, wow. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah, that makes sense because I think the Vex family, they, and this is this is what I love about the world building that we've gotten in Krypton. It's very social class mm-hmm. and guild based. Um, and it literally is the rankless are at the bottom of the city. And as the higher you are ranked, the higher you are. So it would right. make sense that she has no, she's never even been below. She has right. no idea what those people are like. Yeah, it's also established that the, like, the higher ranks live higher in, yeah. in Krypton while everyone is like the street urchins. Yeah, I love that metaphorical yeah. reality. Also, I think um, something to touch on as well is that um, he was, uh, Seg was, uh, he was assigned to the science division. And his 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 uh his son, who's uh, Superman's father, eventually uh, Jor. His soon to well, his soon to, future son. future son of Seg, right? So yeah, Jor El is uh, actually uh, Krypton's like greatest scientist. So it makes sense that they're setting yeah, him up to be. Yeah, and Val El was such a great scientist. Yeah, exactly. Which we find out a little bit more about that. But it was heresy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's well, let's start how that happened. How we found out more about Grandpa okay. um, was the introduction of Strange. So can oh, you yeah. give us a little... Do you um, want to give us a little, like, info? Get, bring us to that scene. So, oh, yeah. So in context, so um, pretty much um, we had seen Strange around, uh, like, walking around in, in, in the bar scene before you eluded him. But then uh, he come, Strange comes to him, uh, like, after... All that, and he gives him the key, the uh, the key to the fortress of solitude. The sun key. Yeah, and then he tells him that pretty much he he's uh, he's needed to to save his like great uh, great grand grandson who will be like the gr- great savior of Earth. Yeah, so, like um, Superman won't exist without you, who is the greatest person in yeah. on our planet. And he's time traveling, so then we start to see that he the way he time travels is through something that doesn't give him that much time there. So yeah, his messages are short. Right. But we see him, so he gives him the sunstone, and that's what starts building the plot a little bit deeper. He goes back to his parents and kind of is like, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. They lie about it, but they clearly know what no, it is. Yeah, exactly. He takes it, and um, then... While that plot line is going on, we have the different plot line with the warrior um, type military guild. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it cuts House to House of Zod. House of uh, Yeah. For the most part, the, the, those are the ones who are introduced. So we have Lit, Lita and uh, Alura. So yeah. So Alura um, is like kind of like the the governor in the, the military there. What it looks like. She's like governing everyone and seeing what's Very happening. Very into honor. Yeah. So pretty much, uh, yeah. So Lita fights, um, fights her mom, and she proves not to best her mom. And um, pretty much, what I got from this scene is that uh, uh, I can't, pr- I can't. How, how do you pronounce her? Lida or Le- either? I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go with Lida. Um, Lida. Right. Uh, so I've... sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah. So what we're I got... getting used to Kryptonian language. Lang- right. Guys. Bear like, with uh... us. Um, I mean, if it was up to me, it'd be Lita. Yeah, but yeah. this scene was really cool because it really showed you how serious these guilds are taken mm-hmm. and how it's really... In this world, the guild you are is basically your personality. And yeah. you see the mother taking that to the extreme where she f- is um, setting kind of an example and fighting her daughter and 
the daughter says mercy and then she stabs her in the hand because she says that we never say ask for mercy. Right. And that's basically so against their clan. So that was a cool introduction to kind of what what kind of character she is, which she ends up playing a bigger <laughs> bigger deathly role later in the episode oh Oh, yeah for sure and also i think it establishes the relationship between the mother and the daughter and how the daughter feels like inadequate like Mm -hmm. or doesn't feel like she lives up to what the mother expects from her you know yeah and she's also segs like they love love each other yeah um, so, and the mom knows that all the parent, the both parents, I think, are aware of that. Oh, but for sure. they know. But that she's actually a betrothed to Devem, which is he's a Devem is the one who chose like which like when the mother asks him what what would she do like weapons or hand to hand and he goes hand to hand. Oh yeah. yeah, which also goes like into like it kind of touches on like I don't know like uh, men controlling women in a sense kind of touches on that little topic mm-hmm, a bit yeah mm-hmm. and like pick selected marriages where people have no choice yeah and it's basically just there's a lot of like predestination going around yes. which is a little paradoxical i guess we'll touch on that later <laughs> yeah but yeah so then that's that plot line going and then on the reverse we have um seg kind of trying to figure out a little bit more of what this sunstone is and what it does and he ends up getting into um he ends up getting fought, found on the street with it. Has right. to fight his way out. Yeah, after and, after getting, uh, yeah, after knocking boots with uh, with Leda. Yeah, Leda. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, on his hey, way home from why some you, why sexual you excursion, yeah. <laughs> um, he gets caught and has to fight his way through. But luckily, his mama was there to save the day. Just straight swoop. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah. where she used her pilot skills, swooped him up. Just comes down, swoops him up, yeah, yeah. and takes him to our second main setting of mm-hmm. this episode and kind of uh going to be a continuous setting of the series right. which is the fortress of solitude which mm-hmm. is a uh, place we all know and have seen before right so what did you think of that and what do you think val l will play in terms of the fortress of solitude uh just real quick i, I got like some like daft uh, not Daft Punk, sorry. Some uh, Tron legacy vibes off of it. Oh yeah, uh, they go off the grid and then they go into like the the, the little like secluded chamber. Good point. Yeah, I thought it was like I thought it was really. Yeah, fun, I like, love the scene outside of it. Just I feel like the visuals of this episode were really cool and dark and mm-hmm. really made you feel like you were in Krypton. Yeah. Um, so uh, speaking on um, just like the Fortress of Solitude. So pretty much, I think like Seg. Seg this is where Seg's gonna be doing most of his like. Um, background, uh, uh, background, like investigating, pretty much of what his grandfather actually meant when, uh, when he was telling that that like, we're not alone and we're vulnerable, mm-hmm. like Krypton's vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable. And this is also the scene where his mom basically does the ultimate sacrifice because they're found by mm-hmm. the governing powers, and she tells Seg to hide while she sacrifices herself, which brings us to. The most traumatic part of the episode, which is where they are called to the in front of the council, which was very Star Wars vibes mm-hmm. with the council making decisions and right. basically oppressing everyone who is not of rank. Yeah, 
Before that does go, um, just real quick, I want to go back to how when she's when the mother's taken away, she does drop the name of Black Zero. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to uh, like uh, research some of that, but like if you guys can go ahead and comment on on, on uh, any information you guys have on Black Zero and all that, what that pertains to, that'd be great. Just comment on down below. We know that that is an extremist group because they do touch on that a bit. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she's actually part of it, was actually a part of it, or just saying that as to like get them off their bat. Yeah, I think it was, I think. She she used that as a, as a scapegoat mm-hmm. like right away I was like oh there she's guilty yeah. like n- no one else like th- like just to focus solely on her not even to like if she had any other like colluders with her mm-hmm. I think that's the whole point of that but yeah I just found it interesting I was like black zeros like, yeah <laughs> you know I was like what's that kind of thing <laughs> oh yeah but yeah the most traumatic scene oh my god um yeah they they just get dent- gunned down um and yeah so we get to that scene and the mom they Vex is basically saying you had Darren Vex was saying you have someone who worked with you. Mm-hmm. You have the Sunstone. They know that they're trying to kind of collude with um, Val L's original work, which was proving that Krypton was not alone in the world and that there was a maniac, a.k.a. Brainiac, coming to swoop them up. And so um, he knows that they're on to something, and that's why he's asking who who else knows and trying to figure that out. And basically, um, it ends up being where the father then sacrifices himself, and they both get killed by Jaina, Zod. And what do you think about this? Uh, Do you think it was a mercy killing, or do you think she just was following the rule of law? Um, It could have been... Oh, damn, that's that's really tough to to, to tell. Um, I think it could have been, like, a little bit of both. Yeah, because I think it would have been a better fate than to just be like walk the plank and yeah. fall to your death kind yeah. of thing. It was quick and swift. And I think this brought made Jaina's character, uh, f- the scene following this, developed Jaina's character in a different way than I thought, where she was a lot more complex, actually, when she was talking to Zarin, Darren Vex. Um, and he was like, why would you shoot them? You killed the only two people that we could get basically the only two main people we can get information of Mm -hmm. and she was basically saying like i follow krypton first right and and i think my belief is that we will she's a conflicted character but ultimately cares about the good of krypton at the end Mm -hmm. and though she's been following the new ruler of rao um she i think will end up being an ally in some way or another yeah i can i can totally see that um uh, so then, from then, we're brought back to Adam Strange, where he basically, like you said, caused mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah, but before that, we do see, like, how um, uh, uh, Lyda and uh, uh, Seg kind of uh, break it off. Oh, yeah. So, like, in a matter of this one 45-minute, epi- one-hour episode, Seg loses both parents, his girlfriend, and his grandpa in the intro. <laughs> that is crazy and uh-huh. classic comics dc comics just to kill off everyone yeah <laughs> yeah no one has fathers yeah no one has parents ever yeah that's funny um so um so sorry i lost my train of thought because of the chat there's just so many so many good things in the chat i can't wait to touch on that but uh, uh sorry continue so we get into with adam strange finally oh, said yeah. confronts adam strange in the fortress of solitude mm-hmm. 
after basically his life was completely flipped upside down oh, and sure. compl- and blames him, which he should, because like you were saying in the beginning, this would have never happened had Adam Strange not come from the future mm-hmm. and shown him this sunstone and um, caused all this havoc. So what do you think about that scene where they're talking? And I mean, it's a pretty iconic scene that we see. It leads up right. to the conclusion of the episode. Yeah, and the ending shot of him holding the yeah. cape. Um, I thought it was great. I mean, yeah, he has a right to, to be mad at, at Strange. I mean, rightfully so. Um, he's uh, inci- like inciting at it. Like, uh, he's the one who caused the events to transpire, making this whole snowball effect of giving him the key. Um, but I mean, I think it's something that had to happen in order for Seg to fully commit to his destiny, mm-hmm. which is pretty much he has to, um, what, what we see in the, in this series, he's going to have to thrive and eventually come up in the world and, uh, and, uh, somehow give birth to Superman, um, or like ha- give birth to Jor-El, who then gives birth to Superman. But also I want to like touch on like his, like his, um, his mental state at this moment. Like he's lost everything. He's lost his family. Sex mental state. Yeah, sex mm-hmm. mental state. So he's he's he lost his family. Yes. He he pretty much doesn't really like he lost he just broke up with his girlfriend. He doesn't really have much in the world except for Cam, I guess, his homie still. Mm-hmm. Um, but even Cam says, "Don't come back here." Yeah, so because you've made a rank for yourself now, and I don't. He, I mean, he's the, he's a great friend. He doesn't right. want him back in the streets. Right. So like he so. By the end of the episode, he he pretty much has nothing except for his grandfather's for, uh, uh, fortress of solitude and his uh, like his future the future cape, which I think is important because because he doesn't have anything going on for him. He's gonna like fully do- like delve into what is happening, like to, like delve into um, well, pretty much delve into what he has to do, like in order yeah. to play the game. Like I don't know, he he's definitely not someone who plays the game of politics, so he's gonna play it very like aggressively. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see like what his strategies are. I agree because he's a little bit different than most protagonists that we see in that he was a, from the streets. Yeah. Like he definitely has that grit and spunk mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily in a lot of the clean cut yeah. superheroes right. or heroes that we see. So I think he's going to approach it differently. I love his sarcasm. I mm-hmm. think he's funny and witty. And so I really, w- I think he's going to start catching on to kind of what his destiny is and fill that role really great. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm glad you touched on the Kate because that is the time clock of the entire episode. The cape represents how much time they have until Superman's existence is non-existence, essentially. Really? What do you mean by that? The more the cloak disappears, uh-huh. the more... And that's how much time that they have to make sure that Superman stays... Got it. So su- it's their indicator if they're following the right yeah. path. Yeah. yeah, it's their... Yeah. What is that called? The sand. The sand of time? No. Like the, yeah. the, the hour? The hourglass. hourglass. It's their hourglass. There you go. I was like, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think we touched on the main events that happened in this episode. Do you want to get into your special character corner? Uh, uh, or, or do you have any other thoughts about the main things that happened? I just want to talk about, like, kind of like. I guess uh, the theme of uh, like predestination in a bit because of how like oh yeah there's a, a few little, themes like, we can cut yeah like when they go to the baby the the whole like the uh, the Genesis chamber um, so pretty much like she he he brings up like isn't it weird knowing like how knowing that he's gonna come out uh, like in what ways and everything and like I think it touches on uh, like, the whole theme of like w- what is our destiny and um, 
doesn't matter what we do if that destiny is just always gonna happen it's like it's just like always gonna run its course the way it's supposed to because that's pretty much what adam strange did like without adam strange nothing would have happened so it's like i'm not sure if like is seg against destiny or i'm not sure if he's against or for it because either way if he's against it it's a little paradoxical because yeah the whole show is like it's it's like a weird paradoxical thing because uh, agreed whole, superman yeah. touches greatly on destiny i feel like as like a superhero in general but that brings to a really good point of one of the main topics that i think we'll see continuously is kind of like a science versus religion mm. and also just religious ideology in general especially with the voice of rao which we see as this multi-faced gold mask man that we don't really know who he is yeah um i'd love to know who you guys think he could be under that mask because clearly he's someone um just to call back to the to the live chat real quick i believe it was ivan soto who says that um it's actually a terrorist organization oh but i'm not sure in like what black zero in what context um or house of rao oh no and how i think uh, house yeah i think he was talking about black, black zero not okay black. sorry yeah. my bad no no problem and so <laughs> And then, because this is Rao's victory, what the reason he gained power was because he took over Krypton's previous polytheistic and, uh, gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see how a society has taken a religion and basically outlawed science, which it's also a huge technological society. So it's this constant, and we see that in modern day, this constant like taken taken um people don't like science and people do like religion or don't like religion so Mm -hmm. that's really interesting some other um some other themes since we're hitting on that is what you were saying nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. and the whole which kind of ties into class and rank which i really like in this um episode and i think show in particular is, is the whole rank and class and if you can go past that no matter where you're born and how what your circumstances into so i'm interested to see how especially in the house of zod and house of vex how the daughters play into their own roles and how what they were given and what they'll take yeah yeah it's definitely yeah it's it's something that's going to touch on like um um having a destiny set for you but also like having a destiny set for you and going against that and seeing like uh how you pave your own destiny. How you make yeah. your decisions. Yeah. yeah, which makes sense, which is like where you're born and then where he's at mm-hmm. now. So it's kind of like a whole like start from the bottom and we're, we're <laughs> see where he gets to the top. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, is there anything else we should touch on then? In the episode, I think we hit it all, but as always, tell us if we're not hitting something you wanted to hear. But I'm really excited to hear your character corner. Right on. All right, so let's get into this character corner. Which we're going to be doing weekly, you guys. It's basically going to cover one of the main characters that was hit in the episode, give their comic book background, kind of historical background and setting, and see where they'll play into this Krypton universe. Yeah, so I wanted to do a character corner on Adam Strange. So, so uh, just to give a little background on him and everything. Um, so this is not like completely canon to the show, but just like in general of who Adam Strange is. So his first appearance was actually on the showcase number 17 back in November 1958. His creators were Julius Schwartz and Murphy Anderson. And he is actually a human archaeologist from Earth. 
So, uh, so before the hero, before he became who he was, um, Strange was an accomplished explorer and archaeologist who specialized in gathering and studying lost artifacts found in the remains of ancient civilizations from all over the world. You can also see some pictures up here if you're if uh, iTunes listeners, there's um, if you want to hop on uh, to YouTube, we have some pictures there for you. Um, uh, so continuing on, uh, he is also an accomplished mathematician and uh, algebraist. And uh, so uh, the inciting incident that makes him become the hero that he is is that one day he's actually teleported from Peru to the planet of Ron uh, through the use of a Zeta beam. And so we'll touch a bit more on that Zeta beam later. Um, so from here, from, so from there, he's called upon to protect Ron from extraterrestrial threats. And so, so that becomes his like home planet in a sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of Earth, he becomes a home planet to Ron. And through his many battles there, he develops a skill set that makes him a resourceful survivalist using his cunning ingenuity and Ronian technology. He has tactical intellect that pars with Batman and Lex Luthor, making him a masterful tactician and also a strategist. So he uses his wits and like you know. He, Ron is also a very like uh, dangerous environment, so he was like he got stronger because of living in such a harsh environment. Apart from that, he does have technology that he uses. So he has a spacesuit that's uh, that has a built-in theta beam, uh, theta beam like conduit that tra- that's actually able to transport him anywhere across the galaxy, along with uh, thermal insulators that make him fireproof. Proof, and it, the suit also can adapt to its environment around him. Um, his, his helmet has life support system that protects him from just like uh, the dangerous environments he might encounter. And he also has a jetpack for sustained aviation. His weapon is choi- of choice is a, is a Ronian uh, laser pistol, but he, but he also has like other arsenal. Mm. Um, and uh, so getting into the Zeta, Zeta Beamer, uh, so it's a Zeta Beam apparatus that originally it was supposed to be made to, to communicate with other planets um, that they shot at Earth, but on its way to Earth, I think I believe it took like four point five years to to reach Earth. Um, it was it was actually uh, altered through through radiation in the atmosphere and turned it into an instant uh, teleporter. And so that's how it hits Peru. Like once they shoot it, four years later, it hits Peru. Adam just happens to be in that spot and just like boom gets teleported oh. back. And so he's actually and because of like his algebraic background and everything, he's actually like to reverse engineer it and so he does turn it into a teleporter and that's why he's able to teleport to Krypton from Detroit in Krypton. That's what that's my guess, you know? Yeah. Like, like bringing it back to the show. Like And I loved how he had the Detroit hat yeah, and the then D. <laughs> thinking he that they were they had that kind of like I feel like this Superman joke where they always do like Planet of Detroit. Like yeah. they think that Earth is Detroit because that's the one thing that they have to hold on to. Right, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, that was just a quick uh, character corner on who Adam Strange was because he played plays a very vital role in this episode yeah. and like the history of Batman apparently. I'm yeah. Batman, sorry, Superman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he Superman. is the reason at least in this world where Superman is the Superman, we have him to thank for yeah. saving our world. Yeah, at least in this Earth. canon for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just a quick little thing. All right. So do we have um, any fan shout-outs? Well, oh, yeah. Throughout these um, episodes that we'll be doing, we're going to hit fan shout-outs for those of you who are in the chat with us right now. So, Anthony, is there anyone in particular? Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, so, of course, Ivan Zoto, per usual. Yeah, Ivan, you rock, always there. Ivan. This guy I've never seen. Uh, Marvin Richardson, thank you for joining shout us. Shout-out. Uh, we got Chaos13212. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jake Carter as well in the, in the chat. We have Nella J., um, Star Drew, of course, my bro, my bro on a box office breakdown. 
Um, yeah, so thank you, thank you all for for joining us and for giving us all the live chat. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to like to peek peek at the chat too much because uh, this was such a dense episode and yeah. I had to listen to everything. Yeah, this episode will be a little different than the usual episodes because we're just being introduced to this entirely new world and universe right. and we really wanted to break down the setting so that future episodes we can really hit on more what's going on and this episode was in general a setup episode. Yeah, exactly. For the Establishing everything. Yeah. yeah. So what, I know you have some news and gossip from our very own seg. Yes, we do, actually. So let me just go ahead and find that. So pretty much it is... Oh, yeah, here we go. So news and gossip. Yeah, so it was just like a cool... It's just a a nice little quote by Cameron Cuff, who plays Seg on the show. Um, So he, I I took it as a way to, like, a mindset to go into the show with, you know? Mm -hmm. So he says, This is not a superhero show. No one is fighting crime or slapping on a mask. No one is fighting for truth, justice, and the Kandorian way. There is no freak of the week. No one sees his parents get murdered and must seek revenge. Like all great sci-fi, it's not about aliens or robots. It's about the people, which uh, I could not agree with more. Yeah, and I think, like I said, he's the perfect pick for this because, like we've read, but um, he is a huge comic book fan and oh, Superman right, yeah. fan in particular so you can really see his commitment to the character off screen like I could feel that he was totally in his character he knew what his character represented mm. and I feel like he's just going to do a great job yeah. moving, like growing as the character developing his like good versus evil type traits yeah you're right and um, also touching on uh, Adam Strange who's played by Sippo uh, but what's his la- first name real quick Miss Characters uh, yeah Sean Sippo so he actually he want, he was also like a huge Superman fan too and he tried out for, for Smallville and I believe he wanted to be the, the main character in Smallville but he didn't get in oh but wow he, he, I believe he did appear in one of the seasons later on I think he did yeah and then after that he's just super grateful to be on this show and be like related to like a com- I DC comic I love that book. especially with sci-fi and comic book um, fan and fictional type things mm-hmm. you can really tell the difference when a character is really into that character right. or has at least learned and respected the history behind the character yeah and he he, he kind of like interests interests me the most like in this in this uh, episode for sure yeah i want to learn like wh- where are you coming from yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah who are you yeah who are you adam strange <laughs> but yeah but i'm also i'm also excited to see how um how he navigate, how Seg is able to navigate uh, the politics of this. Yeah. World. Speaking of that, I think we should get into some predictions. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, oh. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> okay, so what you got? Like we said, this is kind of a setup episode, so I don't have that. I have more questions and predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, my predictions are that we will find out more about Brainiac. I really want to know exactly what time zone he is in right now because I know his plan is to take over Earth mm. and um, defeat Superman, obviously. So I want to know what, where he is, what he's planting to himself, and um, how he's going to go about that. My second thing is uh, I think we're going to find out more of the voice of Rao and yeah. kind of who is the man behind the who the is mask. behind the three-person mask yeah. or four-headed mask. Yeah, I think it's a weird um, mask. 
And I think we will see development with um, Seg in his role in the guild, but also trying to. I don't. I don't know if he'll be outlawed. I'm worried about where he left off with his parents, mm-hmm. and I think he'll be. I think we're going to see Val L come back to speak to him in the Fortress of Solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually going to be w- one of my predictions, which, which is, it's more like things I want to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's where I'm I'll, at right like now. Like, I want to see more flashbacks with Val and, like, how he, he, uh, how he shaped his, like, childhood in a sense. Like, yeah. how was that child, child and grandpa, like, you know, grandson, grandpa, um, uh, relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, how was that established? Um, and he probably has so many questions for his grandpa too, because I'm sure he didn't he didn't know any of the science behind his work, mm-hmm. and I don't think he really had an understanding of why he was his whole family was outlawed and his grandfather was killed in front of him. Yeah, or well, it definitely didn't reveal that that in mentality this epi- in this yeah. episode. Yeah, so yeah, maybe we'll find out more of why that happened. Um, it definitely has something to do with the the the, the, the I'm calling it the cult the cult of Rao. Um, that's what I saw online. Um, I don't know if it's kind of to this episode. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead and correct me. That'd be fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, correct us. Um, yeah, but um, also I want to see uh, if it's possible if the grandfather had other people working with him and where they where did they go? Like in in like because they they could, you could have had like a whole team working in the Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. you know. So it's possible there there might be some other members that uh, that that uh, Seg could like team up with in the future, yeah. And they'll use the Fortress of Solitude as a base of operations to like you know crack down on like the real conspiracy of what's behind. Krypton and Candor and yeah. everything. Yeah, and um, Val L. We didn't. Did we mention how he is in um, Game of Thrones as Sir Barrister? I'm sorry. Oh, is he? Did he? Yeah, think he comes he, out in. Okay, he is in Game of Thrones. So I, you guys might have recognized him from there, and uh, he's just. I really love him. So I hope he does <laughs> come back in the Superman type way. In you know, like, like a hologram yeah, or hologram type way. Um, yeah. But I th- do you have any finishing thoughts about this episode? Uh, overall, I, I, I just uh, I like the episode. I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a very. I think it's it's leading up to be somewhat of a Game of Thrones esque kind of uh, show, yeah. which I don't mind. I, I'm down for that. Like we have a fantasy, let's have it sci fi. Yeah. Why not? Like if it can be as great as that, like I hope it will be. Like I agree. If we can somehow mix that whole guild type of world building with politics and status with this sci fi type mm-hmm. comic book. Men- Mentality, I think that would be such a great best of both worlds thing yeah. for me. Yeah, it definitely like sets it up like that because of a, with all the houses and all the guilds and everything. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait to see more. Yeah, but that's all for us, you guys. We'll see. Next episode will be House of L, which will be March twenty eighth, and okay. we will see you guys next Sunday at four p.m. Make sure you follow all AfterBuzz Media YouTube. Make sure you comment, subscribe, like. Um, if you're listening on podcast, remember to like, sh- um, share us. And I'm Steph Sabra. You can follow me at on. On Instagram at Sepsabra and on Twitter at Sepsabra. And Anthony, where can they follow you? Yeah, hello everybody again. My name is Anthony Becerra, and uh, you can follow me everywhere at Tony B Tony underscore. So it's just Tony B Tony underscore everywhere on Instagram and Twitter. And also, you can find me on Tuesdays at the Popcorn Talk Network for uh, the show I host along with uh, others 
called uh, Horror Movie News, where we just go over uh, the news of horror um, in the past week. And we've Spooky. had like, yeah, I love horror movies, so it's like pretty great. We're gonna talk about uh, Unsane. We're gonna like unpackage that and talk about that coming this Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific uh, time. And also, you can hear my voice on Marvel TV News and DC Movie News. Um, and Marvel Movie News actually. I, Good. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more of you, anyways. So. Oh, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> but we'll that. see you guys next week. Yeah. Peace out, everybody. Bye bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz see you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.